Welcome to the Boom Boom Room. I'm your host, Aubrey. And I'm Taylor. And this is your premiere, The Circle Podcast. I have a headache. <laughs> I have one so, too. Fun fact. Woo! Synchronized. All right, this is the headache episode. That's part of why I made some tea. I, did, I felt like I'd need it. I don't know. Felt right. All right. Well, yeah. Sorry, hold on. <laughs> okay, there we go. I forgot to open my notes. Like, I... I had gotten them almost open. I just hadn't pressed like the last button click to actually open them. I even said um, like, and I've got my notes open like eight times before we started recording too. For- well, you know, because like I looked down, and I was like, oh yeah, I've got my notes, but like, there's a difference because like I can like look at them and they're really hard to read, and then I click a button and they become like legible effectively because that's the way the Tumblr draft system works. I was gonna say, so when um, you said you've got your notes, what you really were saying is I'm on Tumblr and then just needed to click actual buttons to make notes happen. Yeah, well, I just had to click edit the post because then all of my like, because uh, like I use like uh, bullet points and like indents to like separate things, and if I don't click the edit button, then there it's all on like one bullet line, making it fully just a paragraph of text. God, if only there was like you'd think by now someone would have designed a program that's like more intended for this type of thing. I don't think so. So, anyways, let's get started. Okay. Um, I'm. Almost demanding that we call this episode Big Dad Energy. I, Big Dad Energy is great. I was curious if you were going to start there or with Drama with the Capital Dam. No, it's Big Dad Energy. It's very it's good. the new BDE. <laughs> was there an old BDE? Oh, Big, yeah, Dick, Big Energy. Dick Energy. Yeah, I, look, yes. I, I don't have it, so I don't really know about that one. Oh, you wouldn't. Um, I mean, this episode... Ep- this episode opened up really great. Like, it was funny watching them figure out who John is, which is to say, the quirkiest man alive. I love is. that all they gave them for him was he's a psychic. Well, and I love how, like, useful that is, actually. Like, it's such an idea that you would never think of, but, like, the circle saying it is like, oh, yeah, like, and, like, immediately, like, well, I already know stuff about these people, so it will be really useful. And it's like, sure, yeah. Also, it's an insane person thing to say. The preview of the photo album was fun, too. Like, the fact that we have those Santa pictures in there, locked and loaded. For if anybody ever questions. Full-time psychic, part-time Santa. That's my other... If it's not Big Dad Energy, it's that. Full-time psych... Uh, my throat, sorry. <laughs> I, I, wasn't, I couldn't tell if that was Discord deciding it wasn't your turn to speak, or if your body decided that. <laughs> That was my throat punching itself in the middle of a sentence. Um, full-time psychic, part-time Santa is my other suggestion slash demand for a final <laughs> episode. Because it is an insane person thing to say, and I fucking love it. Big dad energy, though. There's just, there's, there's a lot in that meatball that you don't even have to see to know. I know. Um... Also, Jack is later, 20? changed it to Big Grandpa Energy, too. Yes, that, I mean, yeah. It, a grandpa's just an older dad. Yeah. 
Um, also, Jack is 20, which I forgot slash didn't know. I assumed he was quite a bit older, quite a bit being like yeah, five like or six years older. But yeah. Yeah. Um, also, uh, shout out to Morgantown. Didn't we see it's him cool. drinking this episode? Did he? We did I miss here? Cups. No, he's 20. Okay. But first of all, we don't know what's in those cups. It could be root beer. I guess. Drinking root beer out of a beer bung hat is why I'm getting, I'm pushing us way ahead of ourselves. It's I'm a sorry. Frat party. Yeah. Also, okay. They, they also decide to make John gay, which is a choice that I agree. I mean, listen, absolutely. An older gay man who doesn't love that. Um, but also, there's just so much going on with gays and they're like, almost 70s that i don't think either one of them is prepared to, to like even know about if anyone brings it up although this is also a very lighthearted tv show so it may never get brought up i was gonna say i think they can probably bank on like controlling essentially how serious it gets plus yeah. i i'd be willing to believe that lance bass whose real person name i guess i'm gonna have to learn uh lisa lisa is at least like more aware of it than to straight people who haven't been working for i guess not older but older gay man for a long time you know yeah I, i'd be willing to believe she has an awareness there that jack probably doesn't and can help oh with. absolutely and i that's listen she's the one who suggested gay not him um that's what she brought to the table <laughs> was saying everyone loves gay guys <laughs> which is i hysterical. mean Having just stepped out of the house, coming back in as an older gay guy does seem like a good tactical decision. Like, oh, absolutely. It seems like it would go over well. They were right that it went over well. And it just he does have like LGBTQ energy just from his picture and bio. So. Oh, absolutely. If if he's not gay, he's an ally, at least. I mean, he's Um, a part time Santa. I, I don't I would imagine the real fake Jack is wild absolutely i the fake real jack fake real john also john god damn it that's gonna um, jack me is up. the, the jack real is the real guy him. yeah well though actually his real name is also john he just goes by jack which is so much confusion so in much one little sentence that I just yeah fully left <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I think it's fun. I think it's interesting. I can't wait to see how it turns out for them. I will say it is a good idea because it's like, if the two gay guys are actually gay, they're of course going to love the third gay guy who's now an old gay man. Well, and they God, walked I, into the without even realizing they created a character like they made Lee. You know? Yes. Oh my God. Which I I love like, them like making shit up on I love them making shit up on the fly and leaving like yes that's me. I wonder if at any point Lee was like oh fuck I should have come in as myself everybody loves this guy who's just a version of me. But also everybody loves River who's just a version of him so it, I guess the exactly. point is sort of mood. Yeah, and I think the other problem is like part of what has helping John go over is that there are two young gay guys who love him. That's also and, true. And if Lee came in, there would have only been one other gay guy. I, I, I also appreciated that, like, Jack and River, John and River, 
fuck. That's going to fuck me up every single time. I don't, I think even in my notes, I don't pay attention to the difference between those two names. Uh, <laughs> but I enjoyed that them and River, like, instantly had an actually good connection, too. Because I, I was really wanting that. Like, I like John. I'm really, really enjoying Jack and Lisa and their whole dynamic of yes. having to live together now. <laughs> Could you imagine after so much time in isolation being told you're going to have a roommate who you've never fucking met? Well, and moreover, they're like there are a handful of people in the circle where if any two of them left and became roommates, it like I could see it like it. It makes sense for just who they are. Like as Yeah. When these two are just truly two completely random people getting thrown together and it's really fun. I, yeah, I will say that does give them a sort of a sense of of reality when it comes to John, because John is going to have just such like a weirdly like disparate sort of knowledge about what he does and doesn't know that it's going to feel like a real person with like weird hobby. Like this man seems like someone who has picked up of millions of hobbies over his lifetime. Well, and, and I think that they're going to be able to give off that vibe very well. I agree. And I think Jack found his voice really quickly, too. Like, Jack has just done a it's good job. because he's his grandfather. I, and maybe that's what it is. He's just talking like his dad or granddad or something. But I don't know. I, I, I thought it was interesting, like, how quickly Jack sort of became the primary talker for them. But it also made yeah. sense because he just, like, he has the voice. It, it's also... <laughs> I think it I think it sort of plays into how people view gay guys, which is he is a man with a little bit of womanly influence, which is like how some people see the gays. I was going to say, is that how people see gay work? guys? Because I. Yeah, we're just gay guys, but uh, kind of women also. You don't like women. You're just like women. Uh? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm not the bad guy. I'm just bad. Anyways. Um. Also, Lisa so plays support. About- I'm just saying, like, she's been playing support for 15 years. It makes sense that she would be good at just, like, keeping Jack mm. on the rails. And also, it seems like, again, like, Jack is just much better at talking to people than, than, than Lisa is. No offense to her, but, like, from what we saw as Lance, she didn't do a great job of fostering those connections, whereas Emily did. Yeah, yeah. I I think Lisa's going to have a lot to to add for like perspective here for John. But I think I giving like Jack keep, like, like the 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 reins so to speak, the primary control is a good strategic decision where he goes out, he 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 is the voice, Lisa's the reason and the maturity, frankly. Yeah. And and we saw even Lisa being like, well, we said three kids, we said we like she was doing the math. Like she like I think she's gonna do a lot that like is sort of invisible on the show that is like helping to keep notes because like when you're lying about someone every new in- piece of information you say you have to write down somewhere. Yep. And I think Lisa's gonna be that person, which is fucking integral. I mean it it stands to reason that Lisa is good at note taking. I was gonna say absorbing and returning information. But essentially nice. the same thing, yeah. I was gonna say taking minutes is actually really what I mean. She's just taking minutes constantly. <laughs> um, I also, but let's talk about the swing yeah. in a... Oh. Nope, nope, you're doing good. Don't let me stop you okay. when you're doing a good transition. Let's talk about the swing and a miss that um Kat has. 
Do when we she wanna... invites uh Hey, I oh, remember shit, how I, I told... forgot that there was like a circle chat. I was gonna say, remember how I told you to not let me stop you make a good transition? I'm stopping you from making a good transition. Because you're skipping wow. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. So next is the circle chat where um we get to see the videos of people, specifically Emily, who is Jack, and Lance, who is Lisa. And no one is admitting to being the person visited because no one was. And they're all like, well, I know I didn't get seen by either of them. So two people are out here lying. <laughs> or they both went and visited the same person, which nobody considered. Said. Like, I mean, it might have come up, but I, Emily was Emilio. That's a. Emily was Emilio. <laughs> like, hi, I'm Jack Emilio. Like, yeah. God damn it, Mitchell. <laughs> He just said his name. <laughs> I don't know. I really um, enjoy Mitch. I would have loved to I, see I, Jack go to visit Mitchell. Because mm, I think Jack and Mitchell oh. would be funny together. And I think... They would the hug immediately. Yeah, and I think the context of him having been Emily only adds to just how much fun that would have been. Absolutely. I, <laughs> I will say, I think it is very... Interesting. The fact that they got two catfish out are so good for Trevor and River is really mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say. Like, the fact that it's like, oh, we just got two of them out. Like, what are the chances that there are more? Because <laughs> there's still two left, which is so many. Well, if you want to count John, Jack, Lisa. That's, yes. I don't, I don't know whether three. to count that as. Do they... It's three. It's three of the profiles are catfishes. Fair enough. Which is almost half. Um, but yeah, so Kat, again, but, assumes she knows some shit that she just doesn't. Yeah, well, because she's like, oh, Emily, of course, would have gone and seen Chloe, which I think is probably true. Jack would have definitely seen Chloe or Mitchell. Um, and I think it's probably Chloe. Here's the thing, though. If and, Chloe was a more strategic player and not just playing a dating sim, I feel like she should have brought up the argument that, like, yeah, if Emily was Emily, she obviously would have come to see me. But being a catfish, maybe Jack just was not that brave. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is also just like. Remember when I got visited last time in my first sentence was talking about how I got visited. Mm -hmm. Why would I do that that time, but not this time? Yeah, of just and of all the people to accuse of lying, we pick Chloe, who is just not. <laughs> I, I understand People we have know. the benefit of context the players themselves don't get to see, but nothing about Chloe seems like it reads as a strategic player to me. Like, she's just very no. obviously playing a dating Chloe slash friendship from sim. Too Hot to Handle. Yeah, she is Chloe from Too Hot to Handle, and that's, like, it. Yeah, which is not someone who I would be like, she's going to be playing the game. <laughs> And she's not. She's playing a different game, which is a dating sim, which is fine. Chloe had her big dramatic <laughs> moment this episode, and it was not about the fact that Kat is gunning for her at all, really. It's about the fact well, that I guess she's decided she likes Trevor again. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay, yes. Let's talk about Trevor and Mitchell, because they go and have a, a convo. 
where truly they just talk about Emily and are like, yeah, we're bros. Yeah. And I was like, nothing happened to that conversation. So it is just like real men talking. I also just really <laughs> enjoy how much Delissa still enjoys feeling like the man, as she puts it, you oh. know, just her getting all she, pumped she up loves- and yelling, I'm the man. And like. I don't know. She loves playing with like all like that like masculine charm, as it were. She just really likes being a bro and having it work. And I it's it's genuinely enjoyable to watch her get excited about it. I feel I like know. it's that moment of like she like has all these thoughts of how men are. And she's like, I'm I was fucking right all along. <laughs> <laughs> um But then Kat goes to Courtney and River. Yep. And takes a big swing and uh, has a big miss. I don't. Where she's trying to like. Oof. I don't understand why she thought it was not going to go approximately the way it did. I mean, like, I guess there's no way for her to know that they are both like deep in Chloe's pocket. Not really. They're like all friends, but I don't know why she thought. Like, I guess she maybe. I I don't remember every conversation happened. Maybe there was one that made her think that they were really close and tight or something. I mean, they had a positive like, conversation because they're like the Dallas Queens or whatever, like the Texas people yeah. or something. But I don't know. I Kat has this thing of like coming in hot and strong and just not having the information to back it up. Yeah, I mean, OK, so so and what fucks me up is that we've seen her play this kind of conversation, right? Where she comes in and she's like, oh man, like that was so weird. Like, do you think, like, who do you think is lying? And like, that's how you do this shit. And like, they don't give an answer and you don't give an answer. And then someone accidentally implicates someone and then people either like agree or disagree. And then everyone comes away with their assumptions. But like, you don't go in and say, like, I think Chloe's a fucking liar. Cause it's like, sure, it might work out for you, but the risk is not worth it. No, not at all. Especially when, like, she's new. I don't know. I don't understand a lot of Kat's decisions. Me neither. Which is a bummer, because I really like Kat. I enjoy her. I just don't like the way she plays this game. Agreed. Although her fucking staring at the mannequin head during the party, just talking about how it, if it opened its eyes, how fucking terrifying that would be. True horror. True horror. That. And it says, hey. You're wrong about everything you're so sure of. I would smash it before it got that words out. It would be dead and gone, babes. You're telling me a psychic joins the game and you wouldn't listen to what your suddenly talking mannequin head has to say? No. Um. Oh, also, I like how quickly River and Courtney are both just like, I need to go to the Kardashians (laughs) chat. Like, fuck, I hate that that's, like, a thing you have, but work. Um, I enjoyed Courtney's, like, rolling commentary on what River was saying. Because it was accurate, and it was funny, and they were just both taking very different stabs on how to escape this conversation. Yeah, River just being like, haha, oh my god, that's so funny, like, I don't know. Ugh. And Courtney being like, no? <laughs> like, what do you mean? No. No, no, explain it to me. <laughs> just... Both really great strategies that I personally love. Um, but then John arrives into the circle. And <laughs> we get a lot of people saying, like, oh my god, I love psychics. Or, like, if you're a real... It's like, I hate how many people were just immediately like, yeah, okay, he's a psychic. Like, I did think that was going to be more of a thing than it was. 
I was expecting somebody to be sort of, I would describe it as obnoxiously skeptical. Yeah, like, I think I would have maybe been the person where I was like, okay, they're a psychic. I would be like, they're probably really good at reading people, because I would assume that that's what they do, is, like, quick reads. Even if you were good at, like, cold reads and stuff, though, this is, like, the worst possible format to do it. Right. Like, you just get, you get nothing they haven't given. Exactly. I think, and, like, you can't see faces and stuff. I don't know. I think it's interesting. I don't know. I I would assume that they're coming in with a game plan. And I'd be interested to figure out what it is. So I, I, you've talked in the past about like horoscopes in the LGBTQ community being a thing. Yeah. Dispro- I'll say disproportionately popular is I'm assuming I don't there's overlap there with psychics. I, I mean, yeah, I think gen- generally like, yes, like <laughs> the gays love that shit, which I'll be honest, I do too. I just don't necessarily believe in it, which I don't know. Here's what I'll say about the gay community is I don't know if we believe in that shit or if we just love it. I but mean, I love it. I don't believe in it. <laughs> from Courtney, I got a big, I love this. I don't care if it's real, fake, whatever. We're just playing a game exactly. with numbers. But from River, or I guess I should say Lee, I got much more of a, oh, cool, an actual psychic kind of response, which was... <gasps> fun but i i don't know i was really expecting mitchell or someone to just fucking hate it like i i was surprised nobody just hated that i yeah yeah same or like chloe, Alyssa, went, maybe. chloe said like oh i love psychics i go to one every week and i was like that's accurate that's correct 100 percent, chloe would go to a psychic yeah well and then they gave chloe like the fucking no, I'm getting. I'm, I don't know why I keep getting us so ahead of ourselves. I'm just like free associating my way through this episode. There. Um. Yeah. I, I think generally, though, in the LGBT community, it's a lot of like loving psychics and horoscopes and that sort of like vibe, and not really caring to believe if it's true or not because it's fun. Is sort of how I understand it. I mean, according to our demographics, we've cultivated a pretty diverse audience. How about we? Get a straw poll from people in our email, tbbrpodcast at gmail.com or on, on Reddit, which has a handle we'll mention at some point. And, and let us know what probably. you think. Also, uh, and then I we'll do sell love... it to advertisers. Ooh, yes. Okay, now I'm on board with this. Um, I do love just how many different reactions John elicited. Like, truly, everyone had a different sort of response to him. And I but they that was all great. ended in, man, I hope he's real. Yes, like I want him to be real and I love him. <laughs> yes. Also, I um, love in the fucking circle chat when he arrives, Cat is like, yep, great to see you. Also, don't forget about the fucking Joker lying pieces of shit. And Courtney's just like, Cat, stop it. <laughs> I know. So fucking funny. I, I love Cat. I love the game Cat's playing and it's not going to make her win, but I love it. It's very funny and it's insane and I don't get it, but I love it. It feels like a game that is not considered the end game. Like she's going to be the cop that fucking catches everybody and gets to the truth and makes no friends along the way because of it. Exactly. Also, I love I love that they were like, wow, like this old man is like responding fast. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, he like he like cinches the old man feel to me, which is like a double smiley face, like putting two smiley faces, like not next to each other, not at the end, but like ending one sentence with a smiley face and then immediately ending the next sentence with a smiley face feels old person to me. And maybe that's just because my parents do it. <laughs> I did think it was <laughs> but that's percept- just like an old person thing to me. <laughs> 
I th- I don't text enough to know. I probably text like an old person, frankly. Also, but I thought it was perceptive to pick up on the fact that they are answering like really quickly. Like even Mitchell came in and was like, I can't fucking keep up with this shit, which I feel like yeah. is probably like a common learning curve, especially as an older man, you would expect that. Yeah. I mean, Jack has been here from the start. He's very used to talking to Circle. Yeah, I will. That is true. Um, I will say the use of exclusively smiley faces is, is a good thing so far, and I hope that they keep that. They should <laughs> never use any other face besides a smiley face. Unless um, one day he's like, did you know there are pages of emoji we have available to us for this? And then just like a splattering of random emojis. Or the other one is to use the upside down smiley face, but use it as like an upset smiley face instead of like <laughs> the actual emotion it's supposed to be, which is like stress is how i would define it do you know wait hold on do you know that smiley face <laughs> i know this i so because i have cool co-workers who are older than me and yes. younger than me in texting i've learned about the upside down smiley face okay i i've come to accept it as like accepted discomfort you know yes that feeling it's of that, like i'm in a situation smile. i'm smiling through and would like to walk away from exactly it's it's that forced smile you put on when you're just trying to get to the end of this. Uh-huh. It's like your customer service I, face when someone's complaining to you about the gaze. You just But I've seen <laughs> Um But I, I've seen older people use it as like a sad face because it's an upside down smiley face, so therefore it is sad. LOL. And lots I think of that's, love. I think that was <laughs> I don't know. I just think that would be a, a powerful move. Anyways. I sorry, I didn't Let's mean to not on. respond. I was thinking of the fucking I don't even know if it's real or not, but the text that goes around where it's like, Hey, grandma died, lol. And the response is like, What the fuck, mom? And it's like, lots of love. <laughs> oh my god. I hate you. Alright, I'm moving on. Please. I'm trying to drive this episode forward. <laughs> I don't know why I'm bringing this energy to the table today. It's rough to work with, but I like it. Um, <laughs> next, we have the Geek Chic Quiz. Um, and my first complaint is that Chloe should have gotten to pick her team first. So that way, each team would have been four people. We just like it would have looked like one of the team was three people, but instead it was five to three, which I didn't like. But whatever. That's just my brain. That would have been smart. No, that's a that's a good one. I didn't pick up on that. But yeah. So anyways, um. I did really good on this test. How did you do on this test? I didn't get the planet one, which I felt kind of embarrassed by. I, I just, turns I, out, don't know the planets. The Fifty Shades I one. I got it I, wrong. No, go ahead. I got it wrong for a dumb reason, which is I forgot Pluto wasn't a planet. Because I was, like, doing it backwards. I was uh. like, well, Pluto, <laughs> Neptune. Like, I was like, bam, Neptune, done. And it's like, nope, this one's Uranus, because that one's Neptune. And I'm like, but we're Pluto. We're, we're Pluto. <laughs> Yeah, no, we we killed Pluto off like ten seasons ago, that. twenty seasons ago. How long has it even been? Yeah, the the number one. How did you do on that one? The number, like the one that started with Fifty Shades. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey. I, so I got that uh, wrong because I saw stories. the second one where there were four Toy Stories, and I worked back. I like my mind didn't go Fifty Shades. It went there were three Fifty Shades movies, right? So it's three plus four. Oh. Because I, I assumed oh, no. they were working off, like, the same 
rule. It felt numbers. weird to me that Fifty Shades was off the name, but Toy Story was off of the number of them. Yeah. Um, no, I got it right. I got it right because I'm good. But I understand how Lee fucked up in the 99 Problems. How, how do you understand? So, okay, so I think, I think maybe how his brain was working, and I obviously don't have proof of this, but I only think this way because it's how I used to think, is because it's it's, I got 99 problems, but I bet you ain't one. And so in something my head, else before is? I had ever, yes, I, I was like, well, no, I've got 99 problems, and then I've got this 100th problem, and but that one ain't a bitch. The other 99, those are all, all of those problems are bitches. The one problem is the not bitch problem. <laughs> I is how I understood that song for the longest time. And I, I just want to know if Lee thought the same. Because I just I'm interested to see if anyone else misunderstood that. To be fair, I stopped misunderstanding that in like middle school. <laughs> but that's also because I heard that song a lot in my life. I don't think I've ever actually heard a Jay-Z song, but I did get yeah. the reference they were making. Yes. Yeah. But Which is I mean, why it was like especially bad yeah. for River not to get that. Because like yeah. I've never heard of Jason. Like I am not his demographic, but it's it's really a popular reference. There yeah, were there I were memes and stuff. Like you don't have to listen to music even at all to really know that one. No, but I do feel like that's one you can at least hide if you're like, well, yes, yeah, I got ninety nine problems in a bitch at one. Ninety nine plus one is a hundred problems, and people will just be like. No, that's that's not what that means. And just think you're dumb that's instead of true. lying. River did get close enough. Like River didn't completely get it wrong. I got 100, which, yeah, if you explain your stupid fucking reasoning, like Chloe will back right. you on that and then we can all move on. <laughs> yes. Um, but yes, no, I got that one right. Um, we got the, the guess, the 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 basketball people which to be fair i would have gotten two out of three which i think is pretty impressive for a man who's never who doesn't actually know the rules of basketball i mean you could have not shown me a picture and i would have gotten one of the three of them right because michael jordan is maybe the only basketball player i can name well i was like it has to be jordan because who else is recognizable not that i recognize him i'm just assuming and i know that pippen is like michael jackson's best friend like a sidekick I don't Michael know. Jackson's? I just always feel like I hear what you said. Michael Jackson. Did you mean to? No, Michael Jordan. My bad. <laughs> uh, anyways, I feel like whenever I whenever I hear about Michael Jordan, I hear about Scottie Pippen. So I was like, it's MJ Pippen, and I would have never guessed Dennis Rodman because I know him as he is currently, which looks very different. I was so, but proud also not of as a basketball person. Yes. I love how stressed Trevor was, but they just had it from the get-go. I mean, Trevor was right to be stressed, though. They saw something similar to this fuck-up Emily. Like, everybody was ready to clock it that, like, Trevor should have this. Yeah. Which is dumb, but work. Also, what's that song, Another Turning Point, A Fork Stuck in the Road? Another Fork Stuck in the Road. It's a Green Day song. Time of my life or yeah. something. It's blasting outside my window, and I'm just hoping that will not come through. I, don't know, I can't hear it, but yeah, I know what song you're talking about. I can't remember the title. Time of my life. Maybe it's time of my life. I think it's um, time anyways. of my life. And then the final question truly sent me. 
like, first of all, west. It was it was very easy that it was west. It was, in fact, two miles west. I Not to be like that, but info. that is definitely like an actual fifth grade question. Like, I remember when we did the compass, it had tests exactly yes. like that, where it's like, you go four units north and three units to the west. How many units south and east do you south. have to go to get back to where you started? Like, shit like that. Like, truly, truly. It's like, oh, well, I don't use a compass. Neither do I. There, there, there are four directions. Two sets of opposites. It's, it's. Uh, hmm? That one was a gimme. That one was, that one was. Only Chloe could have messed that one up and have no one be like shocked. Yeah, only Chloe could have messed that one up. And I think that's because Chloe is. I think she's surrendered to a certain, like, I think if Chloe tried, she could have figured that out. I don't think she's yes, that I do dumb. feel like Chloe is definitely playing into her role as pretty excitable not smart i have to hope because i i have to hope that she knows like she could have figured out the answer to that and she just chose not to she i i don't think like look i don't think chloe's a brilliant philosophical thinker or anything but i also don't believe she's that dumb i don't think she tried it was just I, such a like I was ready for it to be at least a little tricky or like the planet yeah. one where you have to have like some level of base knowledge to stand a chance. And if you don't have it, you just won't get it. This was neither of those. It just wasn't. Neither. It they, was nothing. They gave you two like they gave you all of the information. What color was George Washington's white horse? Yeah. Um, okay. But let's move on because now we get a bunch of rapid fire conversations. Yes. Uh, first we get John and River, which we already sort of touched River on early because I can't go. Yeah, River there. very much believes in John because he wants to believe in John. To much be fair, John is also very believable. Also, has done nothing shady yet. Um, then we get Chloe and Trevor, and Chloe has this big moment of being like, "Listen, I was kind of doubting you, but now I know one hundred percent I'm yours, and I love you." And Trevor said, oh, no, I'm catfishing someone. <laughs> I this like, this one was kind of uncomfortable to watch because I just I felt so bad for ever. Like, it is so clear how not happy with how well it's working. Delissa is to a certain extent, you know, like she didn't want it to work this well, where Chloe like actually is confessing emotions. <laughs> Ooh, girl, you don't want to meet me. Ooh, girl. Oh, yeah. No, it's rough. It's like, obviously, the lesson came to play as Trevor to be a single dad, to be, like, very attractive to the ladies. But I think he thought he was going to be able to, like, say baseline flirty. But then it was just him and Chloe flirting with each other. And it got deep. And she did not mean for it to get deep but it got deep and now she feels bad about it and it's kind of funny and also very sad yeah no it's i like i you can't I, she said it i'm i'm what did she what did she say i'm so deep in it now like she knows that it's too late to be able to back out of this but it's also so yeah. clear that she has no comfort doubling down like she's had to no yeah um i do feel a little bad for chloe Oh, I feel extremely bad for Chloe. And then we have River and Courtney who meet up just to say, we're anti-cat pro Chloe, right? And they're like, yes, <laughs> like, great. And then they add Chloe into the mix. They do have a really um, which, strong trio. 
they do, which is insane for this game. Because like last season, we never saw something like this come out. Um, and I think it's really interesting to see like you can have like a really powerful kind of alliance, which is good because if all three of you are always rating each other highly, and even if you're just middling for everyone else, that's gonna put you near the top of the pack yep. every fucking week. Especially if they agree on people to vote down, that's further like th- there's a lot of power in that. I bet all three of them are gonna put Cat as eighth, which is going to almost certainly guarantee Cat's going to be eighth. I mean, it it, it essentially means the best she can hope for is middling. Like if yeah. everybody else puts her as number one, which they won't, she will place in the middle somewhere. And if people place her right. towards the middle, which is what most people are probably going to do, yeah, she's going to be like seventh or eighth overall. Yeah, like she'll be eighth for all of them. She'll be like first for Mitchell, maybe. And that's it. Like the other two are just going to be like if random. Even. I don't think Mitchell's even that close to her. I, I think they don't really have anyone else, to be fair. They're allies, but I. Although Mitchell did lose Emily. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Anyways, whatever. Uh, the point is. It's it's powerful to have a, a trio of three. Like three is a really good number for this game. It is. I think River is putting himself in a really good position to actually win too, because he's well liked. He's agree. been out of a lot of drama, but he's also like been an influencer and been involved in things enough that you don't get the survivor mm-hmm. problem of like you coasted through the whole game. I'm not going to give you the win. And then he's doing what Emily wanted to do of always being like there with positive vibes. And yet he doesn't do it in a way that make people feel like he's avoiding answering or like trying to like play the middle. Yeah. It's like he he has a side he's picking and he's still not going to shit on you for being on the opposite side, which uh, people like. Well, and when he doesn't pick a side, it, it gives much more the impression of like Rivers genuine reaction is to not get involved rather than it yes. feels like Rivers intentionally not getting involved. Yeah. Which is tough. Like um, That's a really like, I don't know how you would even walk that line on purpose. Me neither. Um, but then we have a cool kid party, <laughs> which there's a great moment where, what? I just laughed. I giggled. Oh, cool. Which Because there's this great moment where Delessa says, shut the front door, and the front door shuts right behind her, which is just very, it made me fucking crack up. Like, clearly it was left in there for a reason, and it was very funny. I liked it. I was too busy cracking up at Lisa and Jack. There's something very funny about like a 43 year old woman and like 20 year old guy being roommates and kind of just like being best friends for now. It's so funny and I love it. I love friendships that don't make sense. Her not being able to keep it together while he was dancing was just so good. And I don't feel comfortable oh shipping them, but I, I'm feeling it start to happen. I think it's why I want Jack to be older, because if he was like 26, Ew. they could start to date and I'd be OK with that. No, imagine it. Like, no. oh, we were competing I, against no. each other on the circle. I was pretending to be a gay guy and I was pretending to be a young woman. And then people hated us and voted us out. So we were forced to live together. And one thing led to another. And now. I live with Lance Bass and his assistant. Listen, not to be offensive. Yeah. Uh, het romances do almost nothing for me. Um, <laughs> wow. What does do it for me, though, is boy-girl friendships. I was not anticipating the chemistry I'm picking up on between the two of them. It's, and I'm 100% projecting. Chemistry. I know it is, Aubrey, but let me have my fun. Let me pretend. No, not for this. 
Stop making boy-girl friendships romantic. I demand it. I only want this one to be romantic because it's so unpredictable. This one's special, Aubrey. Listen, I hear what you're saying. I just disagree with you. Um, I, they, They're cute, though. I do love them. They are great friends. You think you would like to watch them date, and I disagree with you. I mean, I wouldn't like to watch no, 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 it's not it. Actually I just what you're think saying. that would I know. be a I'm fantastic you. conclusion. I know. I'm harassing you, okay? Well, too bad. I'm baiting you. Okay, anyways, we get into a psychic reading match-off thing, yes. where everyone thinks of a number, and I like how quickly Jack comes up with, that's not really what I do, like, that's not what being psychic is, but I can give you, like, an energy reading. Like, they're being consistent with what kind of psychic they are, and I like that. I mean, I don't so think super, any like, psychic would claim to be able to do the number game, for obvious reasons. No. Yeah, and that's why no one really takes that part seriously. I do love that they all decide that they're going to blow some smoke up his ass for fun and just say that he got the number right and then get Especially a little weirded out at how on point the energy reading was even though some of them were super yes. like delissa's i can see how that would be like okay that's weirdly on point for what happened today but yeah everybody else's was like horoscope level like yeah obviously i can make this apply to me Right, but that's the, that's the thing. That's listen, and I'm not here to shit on Lee and Courtney, but that's the problem with gays is we'll read a horoscope and we'll be like that me, and it's like yes, I know that's everyone else too, but it is me. They're calling me out specifically. I feel special. And anyways, and that's why uh, we all get drawn into horoscopes and, and psychics. Is my that's my guess, and I know it's fake, but still, <laughs> it me. <laughs> I'm I'm glad how much fun they all seem to have with it. And honestly, yes. how well it went for John, both in the charisma and maybe actually being a psychic territory yes. for them. I, I think that they're like, I, I don't think I would. I think at some point I might be like, did he just like have info? On, like, did he get to like watch our convos or something? Because like it's on fucking point. Yeah. But. I, I love that everyone lied about the number. That's also a really great joke. But let's get into the final conversation of the episode between Kat and Chloe. Um, Chloe came to this convo pissed. Oh my, I don't think I've ever seen Chloe this mad. Just talking with her middle fingers up. Girl, she was, she was donezo and I loved it. And she was being like aggressively fake yeah like uh oh my god that voice at the beginning she's like oh baby doll like i love you like but it was like pure hatred in her voice like that was <laughs> venom mama it was really i loved fun. that it was so funny hearing chloe like transcribe her messages and then cutting over to cat who is reading them wrong <laughs> wrong yeah cat's just like fully not understanding how like, she kind of gets that Chloe, like, is, I think something's up with her. And she's like, fuck Courtney and River for, for, for tattling on me. And Chloe's just like, I'm going to delete you from this fucking game, Kat. <laughs> um, which, it's not looking good for Kat, honestly. Because if no. any of them are influencers, and if two of them are influencers, Kat's just fucking out of there. And there's no, like, not only do I not think Mitchell could save her, but I don't think he'd stick his neck out for her like that. I think. He has a good enough sense of the social game that's at play here to to realize what that oh, would be doing more? to him. I don't think Mitchell's going to rank that high. Yeah, that's also probably Kat's true. Kat's going to be at the bottom. It's going to be Mitchell. And I think Trevor's going to be kind of middle of the, the group because 
he is, I think, more like he's like liked by Chloe, not disliked by any. Like I just I because because all Mitch has is Trevor, Kat, and Emily. And Emily left. And Trevor's number one is going to be Chloe, not him. And Kat has you know? nothing. She's only bringing herself Kat to the nothing. table. She has Mitchell, kind of. And that's it. Well, and... Who are we talking about? Wow. I, my mind just Kat. immediately decided that we are not having this conversation anymore and just purged, like, all of the information from it. Fair. I'm just saying, listen, I, like, we haven't seen very much of Kat and, and Mitchell being close, but they have both said, like... Oh, that's my newbie. Like, we have an alliance. So, like, I'll believe that they will go to bat for each other at least a bit. You know? Like, and, like I haven't seen anything to disprove that. So, I'm willing to believe it. You know? I guess. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting. This is a good show. I like this. This is a really good show. This has been a good episode. It has been. And we're at the end of it, right? We're ready to hang it up here? Yes. Yes, you do the outros now and then set me up for my thing. Yeah, no, I remembered. I Look, I okay, edited cool. episode seven recently, so I, I know. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah, we're, did, we're here. We're at the end. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Boom Boom Room, your premiere, The Circle Podcast. Uh, I've been your expert, Taylor. I've been your other co-host, Aubrey. And before we go, Aubrey, I am told you have an immoral for us. What might that be? I do. So a, a couple weeks ago, I said something about how you shouldn't pretend to be trans on the show because it's like kind of offensive. You probably wouldn't do a great job. It'd be a little bit disrespectful. Um, I was wrong. You know what? This I, th- episode- I think so. I think we should pull out the words kind of in a little bit, but I'd st- I know I've stepped on your point, but. Well, you know what? Here's it all. He, well, I'm, I was trying to, you know, that's what I said in that episode. What I'm saying now is we've seen it done and it's been working. So use marginalized identities to make yourself more popular online. (laughs) That's my amoral of the week is that um, it's super easy to be a marginalized person on the internet and you definitely never get sent death threats for no reason, mama. Like, work. Also, you should check her email. <laughs> oh yeah, God, it is. At least this is a good amoral. Fuck you. No, it's it's really good. Like, it's nice that we're not doing "Are You the One" anymore. Where like we can say that, and like hopefully it's just an obvious joke that we don't need to like. Well, and it, what I like is like it's like them making him gay truly isn't the worst thing. Like it's it's fine. nothing. It's and, like, fine. They're they're not being like weird or, or gross or homophobic about it. But it is a little, it's a little uh, something to see two straight people be like, yes, gay, that's gonna get us so many likes. <laughs> like, it's fine, but it's funny. I think it's, it's fine a, because the they clearly know their, I, love. I would say it's fine too, because they clearly know their audience. Like, they know who's in the house, and they know it'll, like, he'll have instant friends that way. Like, it's, it's a way into a community It's a community. Here, you know? Yes. It would be like making him black from Texas. It's like, all right, cool. We already have, like, two of those people here. Let's, let's join that yeah, group. Yeah, I, oh, so fucking funny. I just love it. It's funny. It's, it's that little, like, not super harmful level of problematic that I can just eat up and ignore in my day-to-day life that I love and I want for my reality TV shows, you know? All right, well, that's it. I love you guys. Good night.
something unpredictable But in the end that's right I hope you had the time of your life. <laughs> Is that what you wanted? No, that's it. Is I, that what you wanted from me, Taylor? <laughs> I, I didn't hate it. I bet that, that right, seemed kind of nice, actually. <laughs> I'm cutting. It's something unpredictable But in the end is right I hope you had the time of your life